crucified. One more time. It's your blood in our lives. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your blood in our lives. So we pour out our praise to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. God, we thank you so much for the ability to uh, just be alive this morning. <laughs> uh, as it was so eloquently put that the breath in our lungs, Father, belongs to you. I mean, literally, life belongs to you. And how often do we take that for granted? How often do we somehow uh, misuse that? Father, we don't want to misuse it this morning. We want to be totally and completely submitted to you today, submitted to the Holy Spirit. Father, this is the family that you have here today that we get to experience you with today. And Father, I thank you for each person in here. That you, you thought about them enough as you were walking to the cross. You thought about me enough as you were walking to the cross, Father. You thought about all of us. And Lord, it's because of that, it's because you think about me such on a personal level every single day, Lord, that I'm unashamed to talk about you every single day. I'm unashamed, Father, to, to say that I'm insufficient. I'm unashamed, Lord, to, to say that there's times in my life where I'm hurting, but there's times in my life where I'm joyous, and that's all because of you. I can run to you, whether it's good or it's bad. But who am I to think that you are not who you say you are? Father, this morning we say we're unashamed. Because there's nothing else. There's nothing else that will be sufficient for our heart. Nothing else will fix us but you. So Father, we thank you for that reality. We pray that you would be here this morning as we look at the scriptures. We need you, Father. Let your word come forth today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. You guys can be seated. You can be seated. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, you could have spent your time anywhere else, and you decided to spend it with us, and so for that, I'm grateful. Um, I don't ever get tired of saying that. You guys hear it every single Sunday. I don't ever get tired of it because it's just nice to be able to uh, be with family this morning. Um, so it's good to be back. I'm on the backside of being waylaid by whatever sickness has been traveling the universe is what it seems like. <laughs> Everybody's been getting it. So uh, do what you can with the hand sanitizer. I'm just going to put that out there because <laughs> we don't want to spread that. <laughs> but uh, a couple things we're going to get to this morning. We're going to be looking at verses 16 and 17 in the first chapter. And these are the ones that, man, I, just, I just couldn't wait to get to. Just because of that word unashamed. Um, there's a lot in there. Uh, we're going to unpack this thing and really look at the context in which Paul is saying, I'm unashamed, and using that word unashamed. Um, you know, what's the application for that for us? Uh, there's so many. 
I mean, I, I love what Jared was, was speaking this morning about, hey, take a deep breath. Do you realize that that oxygen is not yours? <laughs> it's the Lord's, and He's allowing us to, to use it. I mean, that's very simple, very elementary, but it's so powerful. Uh, and so as we continue in these, uh, in these verses this morning... What I want to do before I jump into that is kind of communicate to you guys, just take a couple minutes, really quick, and just let you know where we are in relationship to the purchasing of this building and how close we are to that. In ESS's entire history, we've never owned a building. Not one. We've rented, we've leased, all that business. And we are now literally months away from this thing. Months as in... May 2nd, June 1st. June 1st is the official closing day on this thing. But what we're trying to acquire at this moment by the end of February is the last half of the earnest money. Um, it's to the tune of $50,000 and we have some stuff given already, which is great. And we have people who have said on the back end that once the church people show that there's, I'm going to use this phrase, skin in the game. We got people saying, we don't want to be the ones who are funding this whole thing if the people who are inside the church don't believe in it. Does that make sense? So I'm just encouraging you guys to continue to do what you're doing. You guys have given so much, it's amazing. But continue because there's just more. There's more to do until we, man, can own this building. And to say that, and to say that this is not Seventh-day Adventist church being leased and rented by Jesus Christ Fellowship. This is Jesus Christ Fellowship's estate. That's just that's exciting to me. Um, we, you guys did a great job in coming up with the first 50 grand. We already did that. I mean, that's cool to say. This people came up with $50,000, and we're on to the next. So I just want to encourage you guys. Yeah, give yourselves a round of applause for that one. That's good. Uh, we're just on to the next one, and the Lord's going to do this one. Amen? Amen? He's going to do it. So I just want to encourage you guys this morning that uh, we're getting close to that deadline. So the more people you can talk to, the more, uh, obviously, the more you can give is, is always appreciated. Whether it's literally a dollar or thousands, uh, I appreciate every single dollar that you guys have given up until this point. Um, but let's dive into the scripture, because that's really what I want to talk about this morning. I'm just going to, to read these uh, two verses here, and we'll go from there. Romans 1, verse 16 says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, man. for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it... The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. But the righteous man shall live by faith. Now this is the conclusion to Paul's introduction. The last statements that he makes as he's introducing as we have gone through since the 1st of January um, introducing the gospel looking at this vertical relationship that uh, the gospel has with us on an individual level um, who the gospel is that being Jesus Christ but also verses 8 through 15 that uh, just expand on the horizontal relationship and how Paul wanted to be among the people and what Beck brought last week him Paul kind of 
uh, decoding and debunking the fact that, hey, I'm not coming because you're not established. I want you to know that you are, but I want to add to that. I want to be able to come and be with you. It's my desire to rub shoulders with you um, and to uh, connect the rejected. Uh, I thought that was huge. And Paul sums all this up by using this statement saying, I'm unashamed. Now we have to understand the context, and the, the, yeah, the context in which he's using that word. Everybody knows what Palm Sunday is, right? Palm Sunday or the triumphant entry is when Jesus walks into Jerusalem. Now you got to understand, Jerusalem prayed for a Savior. Jerusalem prayed for a Messiah. Now there was two different tracks of thinking with this, is that there was people who actually thought Jesus was the Messiah, the Savior, but there were other people at the time who thought, here's the guy who's going to save us from the tyranny of the government. So they were like, hey, here's our answer. We don't really know if he's the man who's going to save us from ourselves, you know. But they had that mentality. Not a week later, what were they screaming? Crucify him. So here is a Jewish nation, Jerusalem, saying, we want this Savior, but then we're going to reject him. Going to a place where it says, my traditions are sufficient. The way that we atone for sin, that's sufficient. My sacrifices, my uh, however I do on a daily basis, that's good for me. So you have, in essence, I'm going to use this term, man's righteousness. Now what is the gospel? The gospel is God's righteousness revealed through Jesus Christ. The other... Um, facet of this that we have to understand that really makes this word unashamed pop out is that all up and down the Mediterranean in, in, in Jesus' time, you got to understand this, you got people who are of the thinking, how do I say this, they're very much into philosophy. They're very much into Aristotle, Plato, Socrates, all that stuff saying, you know what, we don't need a guy who's going to be nailed to a tree, we can just think ourselves through our circumstance. We put more emphasis on what? Man's reasoning. You got that whole crowd. Jesus is, is walking into that crowd. Paul is also preaching to that crowd up and down the Mediterranean. Now lastly, this letter, this epistle is going out to who? It's going out to Rome. Rome is, if, I, if I'm correct, and Becky, you can shake your head, yes or no, they're the superpower in that day and age. Uh, big yes back there, right on. Superpower by way of influence, by way of money, by way of riches. I mean, you name it, the Romans were going to do it because they just wanted to do it, right? They, they could. So you got man's righteousness, you got man's reasoning, and you got man's riches. So here is Paul saying, in the midst of all of that, I'm unashamed to talk about something that is superior to all three. And you know why? Because man's righteousness cannot deal with the gap that sin created. Man's reasoning, hear me when I say this, you cannot think yourself out of your pain. You cannot think yourself out of your disconnection with the Lord right now. You cannot reason yourself to a place where your sin all of a sudden does not have an effect on your life. That's right. Whew. And let me say this. <laughs> the 
There's no amount of money that can buy your way to heaven. So, the gospel is superior to man's righteousness. It's superior to man's uh, reasoning. And it's superior to man's riches. Now, that's more than enough of a reason to say, hey, I'm unashamed. I'm unashamed of the only thing that will save me. I'm unashamed, alright, of the gospel. <laughs> For it is the power of God for salvation. Let me, pa- let me pause right there. Money can buy a lot of things, but it, salvation is the only thing that can buy a man's soul. Money can buy a lot of things, but salvation is the only thing that can buy a man's soul. I just want to communicate. This is real simple this morning. Announcements kind of went long. Uh, worship went long. We had some people get up and talk, and I was like, oh man, I might not have time to say what, I'm, what I need to say. You, to be honest with you, we'll be in and out of here real quick. <laughs> because it's just simple this morning. Yes. Hear me when I say, your phone, your gadgets, your job, everything that you are involved in, it cannot save you from yourself. It cannot save you from your sin. And I, I will say this, that Are you ashamed of that? You really got to ask yourself that question. There's moments in time where I'm speaking to somebody, uh, either you know at the gym or I'm coaching these kids at at, uh, Poudre High School or um, meeting with random people here and there, bumping to somebody at at Starbucks, and I know the Lord's saying, "This is what you need to say. You need to give this person me." and in the past, there's been times where I shy away, I shy away from that. Because either I'm in a hurry, or I don't think that person will receive it. And I, I create all of these scenarios that, to be honest with you, haven't even happened yet. <laughs> right? <clears throat> create all these scenarios that I think, oh, here's the possible outcome. Every single one of them, it, it ends in my uh, rejection. And the Lord is saying, you have no idea what rejection is. Have no clue. Being ashamed, ladies and gentlemen, is something that I want us to kind of put on the shelf for it to be in the past. To be unashamed of the fact that I just can't do this on my own. You guys can't do this on your own. What you're going through right now, there's no scenario where you come out on the back end of this thing without Jesus. Hear me when I say that. No scenario. So what I want to do this morning is encourage you that, look, if, you, if there's an issue between you and God in any, any place in your life, just turn your shoulders to it. The quicker you do that, the quicker you get on the other side of it. And the quicker you have that testimony to say, here's why I'm unashamed. Because there's nothing else that will get me through those gates, get me through this life, get me through that situation. Amen? Interesting thing, and I don't know about you guys, uh, well, I can't really make this statement that way. Uh, The Lord's taking me away from using my notes. Though I have no notes up here this morning, because He said, look, brother, if it ain't in you, don't preach it. So, this next scripture kind of speaks to that. It says, 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Not to everyone who builds up enough God credits. Not to everyone who at some point feels like they're ready. You will never feel ready. If you're waiting on feeling ready, uh, don't hold your breath on that one. Because you, I'm sorry. Think in your life when you were ever ready for something. But then think in your life where the Lord threw you in the middle of a situation and you came out victorious, okay, because He worked through you. He saw that you were ready. It says, for salvation to everyone who believes. That's the only criteria. All you have to do is believe. Make a decision to be unashamed. Make a decision to let the gospel work in you. Are you with me this morning? I don't know how often I hear from people that I got to get right before I come to church. Man, no. This is where you can get right. And have people love on you all the same. Because we all, man, we all got issues. I'll tell you what. Let's not just have a confession session. Put all our business out on the street. But hey, we all got stuff. Now this next sentence says to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now that's not a superior superiority statement as if the Jews were better than anyone else. It was just that the Lord chose to come through the bloodline of the Jewish nation. And they were responsible for the coming of uh, the issue, ushering in of the Messiah. Um, and they were responsible for the spreading of this gospel. Now I back up a little bit and say that here are people who were screaming Messiah, uh, Savior laying down palms saying this boy's going to save us all and then a week later wanting to crucify this man one moment I'm praising God for pulling me out of a situation the moment I have rest I'm back to the same thing how often do we do that Lord save me save me as soon as he does we're back to crucifying him with our behavior that's real uh, very sobering. And then we get to verse 17. It says, For in it, and what is the it? It's the gospel. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. You got to understand, I've been communicating this to you from top to bottom every time I get up here, every time Beck gets up here, that the entire book of Romans is about the righteousness of God. Revealed, And this is the statement that supports that. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Now, do we know what this word righteousness means? Now, I uh, wrote this down this morning so I could pronounce it correctly, and I probably even won't pronounce it right right now. But it's, it's the Greek word for righteousness in, in this verse. Um, it's dakasan... Oh, I'm not even going to try. It's a weird long word, alright? <laughs> I'm just going to butcher it. But the definition of it, and you guys have maybe heard me say this before in the past, is that righteousness means that which God has approved. But another definition for it is the condition acceptable to God. What is the most acceptable condition 
to the Lord. It's when we are a righteous individual. How do we become a righteous individual? You let the gospel hit you and work in and through you. What is the gospel? It is not you. So what is the most uh, acceptable condition to the Lord? When you are not on the throne of your life. When you are not making decisions for yourself. You're letting the Word make decisions for you. You're letting the Lord make decisions for you. Are you with me this morning? Amen. For in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. That also points to the fact that man is insufficient to save himself. I want to drive that one home as best as I can. There is nothing you can do to pull yourself out of where you are. And what I appreciate about the Lord is that He will let you try. He's a gentleman, even in our sin. He will let you try to save yourself. And He will let you come to a place where you are exhausted, you are dying, you are flat on your face. You, he'll, he'll let you come to a place where you don't want to hear the word. You don't want to hear it preached. Because there's something in you that's like, Lord, oh. But then guess what? He's still there. He's waiting for you to just say, let me love you. Because I'm the only one who can save you. I'm the only one who can pull you out of where you are. Man, that's just like... Why wouldn't you, excuse me, want to go tell somebody about that? Why would you be ashamed of that? That's something else. Blows my mind. I am using tissues to make sure my nose doesn't fall off my face, but so that I can actually see. Because I'm, I'm convicted by this stuff. It just gets me a little teary-eyed up here. And we get to this last, this last statement. For in it, the righteousness of God, excuse me, in, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Again, we take this definition of this word, righteousness, and understand that it's the condition most acceptable to the Lord. It is very hard. I'm going to say, this is going to sound really weird when I say this. It's hard to be a Christian. It just is. Because as soon as you say, you know what, Jesus, you are it for me, the enemy's like, ah, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see about that. I'll bring something up and I'll try to deter this person away from uh, the only thing that gives them life. But then you start living like he's it. And you begin to be persecuted by the world left and right. Following Christ is not for the faint of heart. I'm not saying that it's not supposed to be joyous and happy and fun at times. <laughs> But I just want you to know when you, when you step into a war, you're going to have to fight. Yes. 
And that doesn't mean it's always going to be cake and candy every single day. You may deal with something for six months. You may deal with something for six minutes. You may deal with something for six years. But if it's a man who is completely submitted to Christ saying, you know what, I can't do this on my own. And it causes me to go to a place where I have to live by faith. I can't live by the gospel of Tony or the gospel of Vicky or the gospel of Beck or the gospel of Alex. I got to live by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you with me this morning? I know that some of us in here might be dealing with something heavy. I know some of us might be totally okay. Those of you who are okay, teach me your ways. Be good. I, I'm aspiring to get to where you are. Not saying that I'm not okay. Don't, okay, that just came out really bad. <laughs> like I'm playing the violin or something like that. That's not it. Uh, I know that the Lord, for this group of people this morning, is pushing us and asking us. It might be different second service. I don't know. It's pushing you to just let go. To submit to Him today. To say, you know what? I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of getting to the end of the day and I have nothing left. I'm sick and tired of doing it myself and trying to be and putting on and man, I'm just, just tired. There might be some people in here who need to just let that go. And I'll be honest with you, if, if that's not you, if I ask you to raise your hand, I, I think every hand should probably go up. There's something in your life that the Lord is getting at right now. And I want Him to be able to have the uh, jurisdiction to do so in us. I don't know what it's going to take. Is it simply just you bowing your head in the, in the, the pew and saying, Lord, I submit? Or is it coming up to the altar? Is it getting prayed for? I don't know yet. But I want to put in front of you that He is confronting you. He's confronting me on the issue that causes us to be ashamed. Because in the midst of our righteousness, man's righteousness, man's reasoning, and man's riches, he's superior to all of them. And I think the biggest one might be our reasoning. Do not think yourself, you can't think yourself into forgiveness. <laughs> you can't think yourself into uh, your sins being forgiven on your own. You can't think yourself out of depression and anxiety. That comes by faith. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by what? The Word of God. That is that simple. <laughs> Amen? Let me get the worship team to come back up here this morning. Um, and get prepared for our, our offering. Uh, anybody need... Can I get Beck and Tony to come up here for me? Uh, 
Wilson, or uh, excuse me, Hawkes. Sorry, Tony back there. Tony Martin. Um, and then uh, Julie and Vicky. You guys can come up here. We're going to pray for this. And then the reason I'm bringing these people up here is because uh, I, I think there's going to be, there's got to be a response this morning where the body takes care of the body. Uh, and you can go ahead and start playing there, Jared. I'm just going to pray for this offering, then we're going to jump into this. Uh, Father, thank you so much for what you're doing this morning. Uh, Lord, we ask for just your blessing so we can bless you. Lord, we want to bless you with how we live. We want to bless you with how we give uh, and how we, we worship you. So, Father, I pray that you would, you would bless the offering just give us a joyous heart as we as we give to your cause as we give to your work thank you for where you have us lord literally thank you for where you have us even if we think where we are is not good <laughs> uh, you got us there because we are where we are because that's where we're supposed to be so we love you we thank you in jesus name amen you guys can pass that i want Here's how, here's how this is going to work this morning. If there's anything in your life that you are battling with, that you just need somebody to lay hands on you and pray, I believe that now is your time. I believe that now is a time for you to just get loved on and take care of. That's what we do. We take care of each other. So I got some of my leaders up here to do so. That... For you to be able to step towards somebody and just say, you know what, I don't know you, <laughs> but can you just pray? It's a good thing. You are up underneath the covering of Jesus right now. You're protected. So this isn't supposed to be a fearful thing. But what I want you guys to do, if, if, if nobody approaches you, go get them. This morning, prayer needs to happen. It just does. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and just ask that the Lord would release us in this moment to take care of one another. You with me this morning? Amen. Father, I thank you so much for the fact that there is no amount of anything that has ever been created that will save me from myself. There's no amount of anything that can distract me from the reality of you being the one who I need to run to. Lord, I pray against distractions this morning. And God, I ask that in this moment there would be a move of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, if there's something in any one of these individuals that they need prayer for, and they got, some, they got their eye on somebody up here who you're saying, yes, I need to go approach that person. Lord, I, I pray that you would release us to do that today. Fear would fly out the window. The judgment would fly out the window. That it is a simple act of us stepping towards you, Father, and stepping towards one another. Just as Paul had a heart for Rome, people he'd never met. Lord, he wanted to bring the gospel. I pray that the gospel is present 
evident this morning that we can just take care of one another. So Father, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. So Jared's going to play, uh, play a little bit. If you feel the need to get up and approach one of these, these individuals, please do so. If not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn them loose on the crowd. So either way, people are going to get prayed for. <laughs> Amen. Kind of continue to strum up here. I'm going to let you guys go to respect your time. But that does not mean that you have to leave. We're just going to continue what's happening right now. Uh, but you are free to go.